0: Welcome back to What Keeps the Fires Burning, a podcast dedicated to the experiences, memories, and lessons learned at Camp Nebagman. I'm one of your hosts, Nelson Mendels, and I'm with my other host, Adam Eberhard. You want to say hi? Hi, everyone. I'm
1: doing well. How are you doing, Nelson?
0: I'm hanging in there, you know, uh, getting excited for next summer. It's in uh, kind of crazy. It's already been a hundred days into the year until camp. So it's like 260 days left until camp or something like that, which is kind of crazy. It's not terrible. It's manageable. It's manageable. Mark mark your calendars for those of you who are planning on coming in. camp next summer, we know a lot of you are planning on doing it. Uh, We can't wait to see you there. But, um, Hey, we mentioned last episode that we'll be starting a new segment with Adam Kaplan being on the road. And we got our first uh, little message from in and we thought it's a good way to start off the episode. So let's play it right now.
2: Hey guys, uh, grateful that you guys asked me to uh, send you these notes in from the road. I'm having a really good time out here at the beginning of my uh, grand RV trip around the country. One of the really cool things that I get to do because of this trip is I get to see all kinds of camp people. Um, I get to see them all over the place. And my first stop in Colorado, I have been lucky because I've got to have dinner tonight in Golden, Colorado with Noah Stein and Andy Cohen. They're sitting with me right now, in fact, and I really think that the most important question to ask these guys is what are their plans for the summer of 2021? I know that everybody who's listening to this uh, audio uh, intends to be at camp, and I know I intend to be at camp, and uh, I think we should probably find out from these guys what their plans are. Noah, what, what are you thinking about this summer, huh, buddy? Uh, it should be a pretty exciting summer up at camp. Uh, it sounds like it'll be a great time up there. So, so you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be up there. You're planning on coming up there with all of us. I'm gonna do everything in my power to be there, and I hope that I'll be able to make a for sure answer sometime soon. All right. So that sounds. That's, I, I don't know about you guys. It sounds like a yes to me. Don't you think, uh, Andy? Andy Aiko. What about you? What are your plans for the summer?
3: Uh, it's gonna be 75 and sunny at the waterfront.
2: At the oh, so. Andy's not only uh, planning on coming back to camp, but he's looking for a job change. You're looking to, to work on the waterfront this summer, Andy?
3: Uh, to be sure, I really liked my job in 2019, and uh, maybe there will be another job change that lets me come to camp this summer. That'd be pretty sweet. It's going to be one for the record books.
2: So Andy's working at a hotel uh, up in Frisco, uh, Colorado, right now, and I think he's hoping that uh, that job he'll lose that job in time uh, uh, to come to camp. So uh Mr. and Mrs. Cohen, who are listening to that, Andy is hoping he's going to lose his job in time to come to camp. Sounds like these two guys are on the fence, though. Um, so I think what uh, your listeners can do to help this situation uh, is to reach out to Andy and Noah in any way that they can. Social media, text Let's just inundate these guys with uh, our expectation that we're all going to see them at camp. Uh, anyways, uh, great first stop uh, in the Denver area on this trip, and I'm headed east and uh, looking forward to sharing more with you guys as we move along. All right, it's uh, a good little message. We're happy to hear from from
1: uh, Kaplan as well as Stein and Aka. What, what
0: were your uh, What were your immediate thoughts? Um. You know, uh, I thought it was cool how he was able to get in touch with Aiko and Stein and say hi. Um, but it was exciting to hear, like, to put him on. I thought it was funny how uh, Kaplan put him on the spot and was like, "Are you coming to camp next summer?" But um, I hope they come back. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to mm-hmm. depend on whether things work out. But you know, if there are pushes, I'm sure the listeners know so hope to see them next summer. What do you? What about you? What do you think?
1: Yeah, just uh just to echo Kaplan. Just just text him. Yeah.
0: T- tell them to come back. Because uh
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And um, I think that really speaks to uh, you know, we talked about this on a few episodes about reaching out and an episode or two ago, I talked about how I got uh, Jeffrey Bernstein from Atlanta got in touch with me. It's important to I think it's really cool, just get in touch with someone that you know who went to camp. Go on a walk with them. It might be someone you've never met before or one of your closer friends from camp, but like, you know, just keeping the fires burning. Like, yeah, you know, I think I think it's really cool. And make sure to reach out to Stein and A code, just DM them on Instagram or get their number, or write them an email or, or you know, a letter or a telegram or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else to add, Adam?
1: Uh yeah, just just make, make sure to to stay in touch i mean this is what we started the podcast for yeah to keep everyone together you know um and it's just it's a it's it's an important part of camp and that's what keeps everything moving and and that that's it's how camp works just stay in touch
0: and uh yeah it's it's very important yeah and i was just thinking about this we got to come up with like a name for the segment of this uh with Kaplan on the road, you got any ideas for the name of it that we want them, that we might want to make it come back to me, come back. to you. Well, I had the, like, what about like, uh, Kaplan on the road or like RV. I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, for the listeners, we'll come up with it. We'll have this official for next episode. We'll figure it out. All right. Tales but, yeah. from the RV. Tales from the RV Something with Adam Kaplan. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. it. We'll think about it. But, um, we got a really cool episode. We got the three Balzer brothers. We got Alex Balzer, Reed Balzer, and Blake Balzer. Uh, for the listeners who don't know, the, these were the guys who kind of introduced me to camp. I went to the reunions at their place, and I mean, we're, we're family friends. So this is a really cool episode, and I'm really uh, happy that we were able to get them on. Are You excited?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great one. It's a good episode. Really good. So, um, everyone, stay stay uh stay tuned for this one it's good get into it oh yeah
0: Here on the show with the three Balzer brothers, Alex, Reed, and Blake. Y'all want to say hi? What's up? How you doing, guys? uh, What's up, guys? Happy to be here. here. It's a real honor.
1: Thanks for having us on. Thanks for coming on. We're excited for this one.
0: Yeah, really excited. Um, first of all, we just want to ask, how have y'all been? It's been a little bit.
3: It's been good. You know, it's it's been a crazy year. I think that's kind of what everyone says but uh we're making the most of it you know i'm i'm working remotely um i won't speak for alex and Reed, but they're they're doing school and navigating the the 2020 wall while in you know law school and college so
4: um it's been a uh, it's been a wild it's been a wild past 14 months for me um i i spent six months in tanzania um, came back into a global pandemic uh now I'm starting law school so um I'm doing well I'm adjusting uh but it's it's definitely been a little disorienting at times but um you know I've, I've settled in and and I'm really liking Athens happy to happy to be where I am
5: yeah and, um <clears throat> I'm just finishing up my senior year um at the University of Texas so I'm in Austin um dealing with you know pandemic related things but we're we're making the most of the situation and and definitely going out with the bang so
1: yeah glad to hear you guys are doing well so uh let's get into the first question so um we've heard your guys' names come up a lot like talking about you know great counselors that people have had what what is it that makes you guys so memorable and so liked by, by your campers?
4: Uh, I'll start.
1: Um,
4: so in staff training, Adam, Adam says 90% of being a good counselor is being present. Um, so like keeping that in mind and keeping that at the forefront, like if you're there and you're engaged with your campers and you're interested in what, what they like, their activities, what their goals are, and you, have a genuine curiosity and and engage with them about it, you're going to be a great counselor. And I think uh, I can't speak for Blake and Reed, but that was kind of what I kept at the forefront of my mind, um, in my three years on staff. And, um, I, it's good to, it's good to hear and see that it it made a, a tangible impact.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the priority as a counselor is to put your campers first and, you know, when you get a message from a camper later, um, you know, it's it's so humbling and it it's because you make the investment in the at that time when you're a counselor, you know, in the camper and, you know, in all of your campers and being present, like Alex said, and and taking interest in them. And, you know, you don't know what kind of impact you're going to have, but you hope you're making a difference. And then to get a message on Facebook 10 years later, like like I have, it's it was all worth it. And it's really fulfilling and. Um, you know you you've forgotten at that point that you know you worked really hard as a counselor and tried to make a difference and then it it all comes back to you um so i think that's the biggest takeaway for me is is just investing um you know every kid um that you come into contact with you're, you're a role model role model for them and um you can make a difference and so i think it's just being patient, taking the time, and just investing in the kid, even though um, you may or may not make a difference, and you don't know that you will um, at the time, but but it all comes back to you, kind of thing.
5: Yeah, so I think Blake and Alex um, pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, but just to add on, you know, I you know I I was a camper as well, and so I knew you know certain qualities. And what I liked, um, or or not so much liked um, about my counselors in the past, and so having that experience um, definitely helped um, the way I the way I was a counselor. Um, and then also I would say, in what Blake and Alex said, it's just genuine interest. You know, it, it's really it shouldn't be that hard to be a good counselor. And it didn't feel like work to me um, just being there with those guys and, you know, forming those relationships and just being there for them. Um, it's something that's really special and, and didn't feel like work and doesn't feel like work. Um, and that just goes such a long way um, from a camper's perspective. And I remember having those, those same feelings um, when I was a camper. So it's really cool to be on the other side of it. Um, but yeah, I just say it's, it's something that, you just gotta be there, be present. And you know, those relationships will will happen um if that's the case. And you know, I'm I'm still in contact with some of my former campers and things like that. And so and like Blake got a message, you know, the other day from 10 years ago. You know, so just being able to form those relationships um that will last a while is 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 really good. Yeah, yeah reach ta- point.
3: Yeah, go ahead, you're Nelson.
0: Good. No, you got it, you got it. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it shouldn't feel like work because your one job is really to, to just, and then to Alex's point, be present and to, to take a genuine interest and just be there and, and devote yourself to your campers. I mean, that, that's, that's your job. It's, it's like the one thing that you have to do. Um, And if it feels like work, maybe being a counselor is not, not the best thing for you, but it, you know, it's, it's just, it's that simple. It's just, you show up. And you are present, and you listen, um, and you're there for your campers. You you know because what's what's so interesting is is we're all you know as a camper, you're going through a lot of changes every year. Is it is kind of a pivotal moment in your life up to that point because you haven't been alive that long, and so you know your counselors have a lot of experience and can help you navigate those things. And it's the counselors that made the biggest impact on me that were there for me that listened and understood. And that's that's the easiest thing to pass on, I think.
0: Yeah. um, On our last episode with John and Tommy Belair, for the listeners, if you haven't heard that one, be sure to go check it out. We talked a little bit about, um, Kaplan asked this question during staff training about, uh, like, who are the counselors that inspired you or that you remember the most? And you guys are both taught reading, Blake, you guys are talking about, like, the counselors that you had as campers who really, like, taught you to be the counselors that you were so are there any counselors in, in, uh, specifically you want to give any shout outs to or just to thank and like just talk about uh, why they're so impactful when you were campers?
3: Yeah, I'll start. I, I have um, a few, um, one of which um, is Max Wise. He was my counselor in axman too, and, and he predates, I think, all of you guys. I think at one point he came back as a push, but he he was just, first of all, the coolest guy, you know, when you're when you're in middle school. Um, you know, it, it's fun to have those cooler role models, but he, he really listened to me, understood, helped me kind of develop and grow. He gave me advice that, um, that I still think about to this day that helped me um, as I came into manhood and um, faced, you know, interesting and, and unique and difficult situations. So it's, you know, Max, Max was pivotal and, and I try to embody kind of some of his leadership and um, counseling techniques. And then Guys like Kyle Hopkins, I mean, he he was, you know, he is my my counselor in Swamper too, but he ended up being my my push when I was on staff as an LJ counselor. Um, so it was cool to kind of, you know, have an awesome counselor when you're in fourth grade and then, you know, when you're senior in high school, um, have, have them, you know, mentoring you as, as a push. So that was cool. And guys like David Sachs and Shimkins, um, um, you know that they, they all—they're just great guys who who left kind of a lasting
4: impact. Um, for me, I'll, I'll definitely also give a shout out to Max Wise. Uh, he was my push when I was on staff in LJ Village, and I, I mean, when you're when you're a counselor, when you're, especially when you're a first-year counselor, and, and your pushes, your push is a counselor to you. Um, and so he really gave me some really good advice and kept my head in it, kept me heading in the right direction. Um, I'll also give a shout out to Andy Cohen, who was my first co, um, who really, I, I credit him with a lot of giving me the foundation of becoming a great counselor. He really showed me how it's done and, um, just kind of in the day to day and would, would kind of take, he took me under his wing a little bit. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, also a guy like Dan Levis, who was my Swamper 2 counselor, ended up being my, my push, uh, my last year on staff in the LJ Village, so that was a, a really cool full circle thing. Uh, he kind of introduced me to camp, uh, and then he was there for me in my in my last summer there. So that was super special. But as a camper, uh, guys like Noah Sag, Jeffrey Silver, Joel Circus, Nate Mendelson, Brandon Snow, uh, those were those are some of my favorite counselors who I'll, I'll never forget. And it's you know it's it's hard to put my finger on what exactly they did, but they were just there, and and they made my summers so special just by being themselves, being there, taking interest in me. um, And I'll never forget them for that.
5: Yeah. And so I had uh, my first counselor ever was um, Shimpkins Ross cam. So, you know, he, and he was just incredible. Um, Some, someone I really remembered someone who I was able um, to have a relationship with the rest of my camp experience. So definitely started out with uh ross cam um and then there's plenty others no sag oliver hurt rick best um just a a ton of counselors that i've have had um that were just so impactful to me um because they were there um and i think adam does at kaplan does a great job of picking like matching marrying counselors um into cabins um especially because i think a lot of the counselors i had were great fits for my cabin in particular um and so it, I, I definitely made it easier for the counselors to be willing to invest so much in us as well um so i definitely credit adam to that as well because we were not necessarily the best most behaved cabins um and so being able to to have counselors that you know, were unique in a way to deal with it um, was definitely very necessary. Um, But then I think Alex and Blake brought up a great point about some of the other, the pushes and co-counselors as well. Uh, my first year in the Axman village, um I had some great co's. Um, and I like Matt Meyer was, you know, the ca- the cabin next to me and I had uh, Muz, Zach Music as, as a co as well. And so being a young um, JC and having, you know, those senior guys who've who've been there a while who are proven great counselors and, and great friends, even better friends, um, was really great. And they kind of took me under their wing um, and showed me the ropes. And so it was really great to be able to learn from them. Um, and then, you know, Larry Held, uh, Larry Legend, absolute, Absolute legend. Um, it was just a really great push. Um, and then guys like Spencer Brown, who was never my um never my counselor, but you know, I worked in the tennis project um for a little bit as well with Spencer and he became a really close friend and mentor. So be able to just learn from guys like that who've been around the block um definitely, you know, helped shape the way I I approached uh, being a counselor at camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you can see, counselors make a big impact on on, on everyone. And uh, uh, Reed, you mentioned how even if it, even if, uh, like, you don't have to, hold on, your counselor or a counselor doesn't have to be your counselor to be a be a big impact. And, uh, you know, t- keeping it on on projects. Uh, a few guys, a few of you guys worked at fishing. Uh what do you like about camp fishing so much? because um a lot of people, including myself, I uh, think it's one of the more the more boring projects at camp. I'll take that one. Um, so I,
4: I may be the most unqualified staff member who's ever worked at the fishing project um, first and foremost. <laughs> um, but, I actually so like I I actually grew to really love and respect the project and had a had a really great time down there. Um it's you could view it as boring, uh, but like at the end of the day, what I loved was when you're fishing, you're really just hanging out with people. So like, you know, I would I'd spent four project periods a day, like obviously teaching the practical skills of tying the fisherman's knot and how to cast and doing skishing and stuff, but really I was just hanging out with with a lot of different kids of all ages. Um, And I had worked in athletics and tennis uh, in the prior two summers. So um, it was kind of a a different group of kids who would come to fishing. um, And so I enjoyed getting to hang out with with kids who I hadn't really known prior and developed really strong relationships with third through ninth graders who all came out there. So I I really enjoyed my time at the project. Uh, Is it the most stimulating project out there? Probably not. Um, but if you're just looking to hang out on the water sometimes we would bring our speaker out there uh much to four dismay um he was really concerned about the impact that would have on the fish uh but you know that was a risk we were willing to take at times to just play some music and hang out out there
5: yeah so <clears throat> behind alex i might be the second most underqualified staff member to work in the fishing project um and i love fishing the fishing project for a couple reasons one especially working and fishing one there's just no better workplace um your your office is out on the lake um quite literally out on the lake and you know the view from out there being on the waterfront is something that's really special um and you don't get to do um at, at other points in your life you know so like working in athletics or tennis is great and it's really fun. Um, but, you know, you play sports sometimes in the off season, things like that. But, you know, being able to just work on the water is really great. Um, and then, like Alex said, just the, the hanging out with guys. I mean, from all ages, you know, that's swampers love fishing and um, ninth graders love fishing. So it's great to to get to know a lot of guys and hang out, um, play some music Um, enjoy enjoy the sun enjoy the water Um, and I think that's being on the waterfront something that's really special
3: yeah I I can't speak to to the fishing project because I never uh, I never worked in it I I did attend it as a camper when I wanted to you know GMA um, while at a project I think that was when I got turned away for GMA Um, I got caught when I was you know logger and axman or along along the way i would just kind of go to fishing and it's it's a great place um to kind of just hang and try to catch some fish and i have great memories of catching fish as swampers but just speaking to to being on the waterfront i worked in swimming for a summer and it's hard to be being on on the water
0: yeah um you know just want to say to the listeners don't gma not a good yeah,
3: idea yeah them- yeah psa yeah <laughs> I was speaking hypothetically and figuratively about GMA. Not that I ever did that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. D- don't do that. Kids
0: make the most of your summers at camp, but, um, you know, you're talking about memories on the water and everything, but, you know, I assume at some point you guys, all three of you were at were campers together at some point, or you all, you were all at camp together at some point, do you have any memories of just being together of being like the three brothers at camp that really like, stuck with you and impacted you while being at camp
4: yeah yeah absolutely um i kind of have the i have the fortune of being in the middle um so i get to have really i mean in, at camp and in college and in different places i get to have really um great memories that are with, with both my brothers um, in different capacities um early on in my camp career i had a lot of great memories with blake um he would come check on me and Swamper 2, make sure I was doing all right. Because uh, he was in Logger, you were in Logger Eight, right? That yeah, year? yeah, yeah. So we were, we were, eight. we were neighbors, and so we we would hang out a lot. Um, and then we would we played a lot of tennis on Sundays after uh, Sunday service. Um, I I remember those days; those were great. Um, and then then with Reed, I got to have you know sort of as I was a little more senior at camp, um, especially. Like, when I was uh, – my first year on staff and Reed was a ninth grader, uh, that was cool because I was in the LJ Village with him and, you know, got to be involved in Paul Bunyan Day when he was a boss logger. Um, so, just – I've, I've had really cool memories with, with both of them um, in, in different capacities throughout camp, which I think is um, really, really lucky and, and special.
5: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, having two, two older brothers at camp, um, especially – as a young camper is something that's very comforting um i mean they were always the first people to check on me um uh, make sure everything was going um well which it was um uh, but just just having them you know always there for me at camp uh, was something that was really special um it made me feel more at home as well um so i i mean i would say like there's not one memory in particular just the overarching theme of having my brothers there um you know doing stuff with them as well um and then i have obviously a couple of memories of uh pub onion day and things like that like alex mentioned when he was on staff and i was boss logger but then also when alex was a boss logger um, when i was a camper blake was a foreman um as well so definitely have definitely have um some memories from
3: that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's kind of an all-encompassing thing. Just looking back and being at camp together, we spent so much time together. Um, You know, I'd see them just about every day when we were there together. And um, a few memories stick out. The Sunday tennis was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it was cool getting to know their cabins too. Um, I think I spent a lot of time you know, in their cabins, hanging out with them and, and getting to know their friends, which was, which was really cool and fun. And and the Paul Bunyan Day memories, I just have some really um, fun memories of, of just legendary moments where they did something really great, or or they were there for something that I did. And it was just in the heat of the moment competition and and things like that. Those, those kind of, some of those moments kind of stick with you um, for a the, long time. The long, and so,
4: Bell, the long Bell Field Hockey Dynasty.
3: Yeah, um, that, that long, <laughs> long
4: may we rain. Uh, yeah, that some of those Paul Bunny Day memories are, are just absolutely unforgettable. And yeah, I, I those those definitely stick out for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, that the field hockey comes to mind. I, I don't remember when or, or in what sequence, but I think that there were a couple of years where there were some game winning goals scored. Uh, within the family and the championship, and um, sure. maybe off the stick of, of one of the brothers, a lot of assists, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So those those memories stick out um, big time.
0: Yeah, um, you know, just, I just thought of this, um, and this, I guess, like, continuing with the idea of, like, memories and, like, building off of what you've learned at camp. Uh, Reed, correct me if I'm wrong, you were in a cabin with Daniel Finan, right? I was. Yeah. So big shout out to Finan. uh, he was, um, both me and Adam's counselor and he was telling us about, uh, he taught us about, uh, the count you talked about Rick best being your counselor. And he taught us about, uh, his cabin cookout, uh, uh, style that he did of work hard shower early. Uh, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that?
5: Yeah. So, I mean, Rick best, definitely, um, a famous figure around camp for, for many reasons. Um, we'll just stick to the, to the work, work hard, shower early, um, story. Uh, but so his, his take on cabin cookout, um, was work really hard really early, um, and be the first ones to the shower. Um, you know, cabin cookouts can sometimes drag on a little bit. Um, and the last thing you want is, is, is to be late after cabin cookout in the line for the showers is pretty long. Um, you know, you're smoky and sweaty, um, after, after cooking out in the woods. And so, you know, Rick's motto was work hard, shower early. He would, he would come with his sweatbands um, and like a do rag type type thing tied to his head. Uh, we'd light the fire. It's probably not, I, I don't know what the rules are anymore, but what the rules are now but we we definitely lit the fire probably a little a little early um and just really got going right after that that fourth period bell rag and so you know our fire was lit we got good coals and you know we were we were there on a mission um and it was something that looking back on was hilarious and hysterical we also um it's something that we as a cabin uh, bonded over as well
1: yeah Nelson, I might need your help on this, but we, we did do something like that, right? We built the fire. When did we build the fire? So, did we build
0: it? I remember we did it early, and I remember Finan, when he was our counselor, he was saying, like, you got to wear all black. And, like, and he was, it was really cool just like hearing about how, like, this was something he did, like, with his counselor, who was Rick Best. And then he was doing it with us. And we lit the fire early, and we were always like, early so it was just a really fun time and i i just i remembered it when you started talking about like counselors that like yeah, inspired yeah. you and stuff so i thought that was really cool yeah
4: that, i mean that that right there is shows the impact a counselor can have i mean the fact that rick had that influence on daniel who then had that influence on you guys i mean that's that's how it works it, it really is a like a generational impact
3: that's how traditions get started True. too
5: yeah definitely yeah, like, you know, whether it's work, hard shower, early wearing all black, you know, just something, um, something unique that, you know, is unique to your cabin um, and something special that only your cabin is doing in something that everyone's doing in a cabin cookout. But being able to add your own flavor and spice to it um, is definitely something that that has an impact and lasts for sure.
0: Yeah, Um you know, I just thought, like, we thought about this as well, and Alex, we talked about this a little before we started the show, but um in 2014, when I visited camp um, with my dad, just to, like, check it out. Uh, for the listeners who don't know, my dad's, like, a standardized test tutor for SAT and things like that, and my dad was tutoring Alex at the time. So, my dad uh, comes into the rec hall and s- talks to Alex, and Alex, you want to tell the rest of the story?
4: Yeah, so I mean, as as a collective, uh, the three of us have logged a lot of hours with Charles Mendel in the uh, in the uh, SAT lab and beyond. So um, he's the man, first and foremost, and and second of all. So I was working in the kitchen at that time, I believe, and um, it was early. It was really early. It was probably like 7 a.m. A little, you know, a little sleep deprived, still kind of getting my feet under me, setting up the table on the Axman porch. And um, Charles came up. and was like, I-, I could not believe it was him. I had no idea he was coming. I didn't know if I was dreaming, if it was a nightmare, if it was a dream. I didn't know. Um, but he was, I-, I think he made a joke about how he was coming to tutor me. Um, and so it was, it was uh, definitely a little a little jarring in the moment, but definitely a, a really funny thing to look back on. And uh, it's cool to look back. And that was your, uh, your first introduction to camp, Nelson. Uh, that's cool to kind of trace back to that to that genesis.
1: Uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not really sure if this is true, but Nelson, Nelson said it is. Um, you guys hosted a lot of the, uh, Atlanta camp reunions, right? That is correct. That's right. Yeah. All enjoyed, right. So, enjoyed having uh, Adam
4: Kaplan in our home. It was, uh, I'm I'm like, so how, how for do sure. you think
1: that? Yeah. Uh, how do you think that, that affected like the camp family, the Atlanta, you think like you guys hosting it, what do you think that did for, for everyone?
3: I think um, that's a good question. I, I think it, it gave a sense of community and cohesion, the, the Atlanta camp family. I mean, there's, there's so many people over the years, um, you know, camp campers from Atlanta, you've got, you know, tracing back to before me, Michael Cohen, the Deutsches. you um, you know, the Montags and and you know, after us and and it's just um and then our cousin Drew Balser. Um it's it kind of gave some cohesion and and a a sense of community within Atlanta because um you've got, you know, you see Adam travel around the country trying to find prospective families, which I think is an awesome idea by the way, um just for the record. But I think um it was great for the Kent family and it was fun for us to have Adam and Fournier um Come, come to our house um but I, I think long term it was a good thing that um just kind of gave some continuity year over year that that we knew we were gonna see the same faces and um, along the way and you know i give you know i i don't know if, if i can attribute the credit to our, our youngest cousin drew going um, our youngest male cousin, but you know he got to be introduced to Adam face to face and um, got to see what camp was all about. We didn't really have that opportunity beforehand, or, or I didn't. Um, I was the first of my family um, in Atlanta to go, and so that's my big
4: yeah. takeaway. Yeah, I mean Atlanta is, is a powerhouse now at camp. Uh, has a really Atlanta has a very very strong presence. Kind of Bagman, and, and you know, 2006, my first year, that, that was not the case. Um, so just kind of seeing it like with with the Herberts. Um, with you, nelson, uh, with our with our cousin, and just kind of a lot of a lot of new families, um it's been really good to see Atlanta grow. and i'm I'm happy that we could play a part in that. um kind of get get the word out about how great camp is and uh, kind of you know be be a voice for camp within Atlanta. It's great
5: for sure. And <clears throat> you know, Atlanta's definitely a pipeline to camp. and a lot of great camp guys, you know, who are from Atlanta, who who care a lot about camp. Um, But then, you know, also, you know, beyond just being able to, um, you know, have a place and, you know, have everyone gather and and reach more people, I'd say um, hosting reunions was just a great time. Um, It was, it reminded you every year, um, you know of how much you miss and love camp and how excited you are for the next summer, um, and being able to you know share that a little bit of that with your family as well, like my parents. Um, it was pretty cool. Um and to do it with everyone in Atlanta was also even
0: better. yeah, i'm I mean, I remember my f- like first year being introduced to camp. I remember going to your house like being at the reunion, and it was um, it was really cool. and it's it's yeah and i'm really glad like it's cool to have you guys on the show because you're kind of like the family that introduced me to camp so um but when it came to the reunions you know Uh, wait it's really it's cool it's i hate to interrupt you
2: but i just want to say
4: it's really it's it's really cool for us as well to see how well you've done at camp um and how much you love it seeing you do this podcast um it's great we we talk about it you know it's really it's cool that you know we we kind of showed you kind of heard about it from us um and it's been so impactful to you we uh we feel very honored to have played a part in that
5: yeah definitely it's it's definitely um it's that de- we're definitely honored and 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 thankful and, and really happy um to see you know what you've been able to do at camp um and what camp means to you and you know the impact you've had at camp as and you're you're still a camper so you know definitely a bright future ahead and you know we're just really happy um to see how well you've done there and we're really um yeah it makes us feel great
3: yeah and, and nelson i mean i can remember to before you you even knew about camp and and um and uh, i'll just second everything alex and just said about how well you've done at camp and how much it's meant to you and how you've thrived and really invested and doubled down and you're, you're running this podcast now and it's, and it's special. I mean, it's, it's unique and that's what camp's about. And um, I'm just happy you were able to, to go and you love it so much. Um, I think there's so many kids out there that, that would love camp as much as you do. And we have and and would take so much from it and, and give so much to it. And so um, it's awesome to see how well you've done.
5: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, very full circle to be on here with you as well. Yeah, and I mean,
4: credit to you for for making the leap. You know, it's it easier for me having an older brother there who came back after two summers and was like, you you know, hyping me up about it. I couldn't wait to go just because I had uh, someone who had been there and who I knew who was going to be looking out for me. Um, and you didn't really have that safety net. So for you to for you to make that leap, and that's the same with most most swampers and and early loggers to go. Um, it's a it's a really big risk, and I I admire. I admire the fact that kids do that every year. It's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool how we're doing this. But um Adam, you want to talk a little bit about, about how like you were introduced to camp a little bit and like what that was like for you.
1: Well, yeah. I think I think I mentioned like probably in the first episode. But my dad went to camp. So he I always knew I was going to go, but I I would get like I don't know. I would get like pretty homesick, so I didn't go until logger year. Um, But yeah, I of course I was like nervous because I didn't really know what to expect. But my dad would tell me like a bunch about a bunch about camp, so I I kind of knew at least like I somewhat knew what was going on, and I was I was very excited for it. Yeah, and um,
0: I I want to
1: go go ahead, Austin.
0: Well, I mean, I was just gonna talk to you guys. Are you guys generational or no?
3: Yeah, I mean that that's I was about to to touch on that. So I wanted to give a shout out to our uncle Michael Balser, our dad's brother. He went to camp um for three or four, maybe five summers. Um, and he was the first in our family to go. My dad, our dad didn't go. Um and he's his son Drew ended up going, but then um after us or or started going. And then our cousin Mark Fishgrund um, went to camp. He's he's three or four years older than me. So he he kind of greased the skids for us for for our generation um, to to start. And so um, we're not generational per se, but but our uncle went and our older cousin went. Um, and so I was I was kind of the first of our Atlanta family to go but um, our older older cousin Mark was there when I was there for for two or three summers.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's always cool hearing people like talk about like, yeah, I'm a third generational camper. Like, you know, this person like went to camp or like, uh, and that's how you find out about camp. And like, you just have this like random group of people kind of come together and make up your cabin. Um, Was there like anyone in your cabin specifically that you like just thought like, wow, like I would never would have thought I would meet someone like this from like this place, for example. And I guess I'm kind of touching to like, it uh camp introduced like having a lot of kids internationally it's really cool and you know me and adam we had someone from kazakhstan in our cabin um do you want to talk a little bit of a little bit about how like you met people that you would have never thought you really would have met before
3: yeah i'll start um you know the international community is is pretty amazing at camp um you know we had the opportunity to meet so many great people over the years domestically and and internationally but just speaking to the international side i mean my um my swamper two counselor with with kyle hopkins was a guy named Babor azimov um he's from uzbekistan and he was amazing i mean he he's he, i think about him a lot still um from my fourth grade summer and um, he had a big impact on me and then i think about um, one of my good friends when I was at camp, when I was, you know, a camper. Um, his name was Maximilian Rohrstedt. He's from Germany. Um, and then I had um, a camper who we had such a great bond. And and um, I've actually connected with him recently. He's from France. And Kion Hardemeier. Um, didn't speak any English at all. Um, and he's, you know, we, we just had a really special connection, even though we, we there was definitely a language barrier. And um, we kind of really understood each other. He understood me and I understood him without um, being able to really communicate in English. So that was really fun and interesting. and I wouldn't have had that opportunity, I don't think to um, get to know some you know these guys on on that level um, without camp.
4: Yeah, I got uh, I got to know some some international guys really well on staff. Um, some guys that stick out are James Atkinson um, from Australia, Sam Kerr. Uh, from Australia, Jamie Lau from the UK, Um, like these guys who I just became really, really close with from just different corners of the world who who somehow found camp, uh, really an awesome part about being on, for me, that was an awesome part about being on staff too, just kind of meeting people who I never really thought I would be interacting with so closely. So that was a really cool takeaway.
5: Yeah, I I also had um, James Atkinson as a counselor. So and I, I was actually really, really close with him. So having a you know, presence um, in Australia um, was pretty cool. And then on staff, um, one of my co's, Louis Bulmore um, from the UK. Um, and then I also, uh, me and Muz, uh, Zach Music, when we were counselors together, we had a camper from France, um, which, was, which was pretty cool. Um, he didn't speak that much English, so there was a, a slight barrier, um, but we were able to overcome it and we, we had a great summer with that. Um, and then also just beyond internationally, I would just love to touch on just the the presence um, and the, the widespread presence of the Camp family. Um, for instance, you know, Richard Lottis, a kid in my cabin uh, from St. Louis, He, we ended up rooming together freshman year at at Texas. He's in my fraternity, he's one of my closest friends. Um, And he definitely wouldn't necessarily have gone to Texas if we didn't know each other. Um, It's just really cool that, you know, just little connections like these um, that last, that will last for the rest of our lives is something that's really cool. Um, Beyond just geographically, just being able to to have a bunch of camp family, the camp family, you know, um, in, in our lives still is is really cool.
4: Yeah, I'm going to have to piggyback off that one. Um, I Danny Kortz, uh was one of my absolute best friends as a camper. We were in the same cabin for six years. He was my foreman on Paul Bunyan Day. Uh, we ended up rooming together freshman year of college in Texas and have, have been great friends ever since. Um, and so it, it, we have such a special relationship that – really has its roots in, in Swamper Six and, and in beyond. So it's really cool to have share that relationship with them.
3: And to expand on that, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Kobe coritz because Danny's older brother, um, we were really good friends as campers and we're in the same fraternity at Texas and we live in Dallas together. Now we're not roommates, but um see him um, you know, regularly we play a lot of golf together. And so uh, it's cool to have parts of the camp. You know, he's from Chicago. We're from Atlanta. Um so it's really cool to have Um, you know, those, those, those camp connections in your life moving forward, you know, regular part of your life. And um, I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention, um, just piggybacking on what I was saying earlier about the international community, a guy named William Gallagher. um, He was, um, he headed up athletics when I worked in athletics with him and we were very, very close. And so I wanted to give him a special shout out if he listens to this, because we were very close and we still kind of stay in touch. Um, And so, yeah, I miss that guy.
1: All right. That is all the time we have today. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It was a, it, it
4: great was a blast. Show today. Yeah. It Thank blast. you guys. We really, we really appreciate y'all having us. Keep up the great work. We, uh, we're avid listeners.
3: Thanks for having us on guys. Thank you for your time. You know, we're, we're just, we're honored to be on here.
5: Humbled and honored, Humbled and honored to be, to be on here. It's definitely a privilege. Um, and wow, just talking about camp makes me miss it. I, I wish I was there right now, um, but it's it was definitely a blast talking about camp with you guys. You guys are doing great work and keep it up, keep it up next summer will happen soon enough. Um, and we're, we're really excited for the whole camp family um, about that. So this is something great and, um, in the off season. You guys are doing a great job.
0: Thank you guys for coming on and uh, keep the fires burning. Keep the fires burning. Keep
5: the fires burning.